Don't you know, um, living a life of faith, expecting the impossible, living in the realms of the impossible with the mysteries of heaven being poured out, being an actual portal of heaven to earth everywhere you go. What is not fun about that? Right? And then running with people who all live the same lifestyle. You know, that sounds like revival to me, doesn't it? When a bunch of people who burn brightly all get together and they glop together in the same room, it's like a piece of coal, hot burning coal, hot burning coal, hot burning coal, and before you know it, what happens? The whole city ignites, right? I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. I'm telling you, Kat, are you back? Oh my gosh. You started singing the faithful song. Don't you get that image on that song of Jesus coming back on that white horse? You know, he's on a white horse. The hero of all heroes. Every story that's been told throughout time is the hero comes on a white horse to rescue the damsel in distress. And he's got on his thigh faithful and true. And I'm just, and I... Man, it hit me so hard. And it just all of a sudden became so incredibly personal to me. It's all of our stories. You know, we got saved and we were so just lost. And we didn't even know we were lost. And sometimes those of us that got saved are still lost. And he keeps coming, and he keeps coming, and he's so faithful. And uh, I'm listening to that song, and I'm thinking about where I started, how messed up I was, and how every day since then, he's been faithful. And he keeps coming no matter how much I mess up or how little I, or how incorrectly I am to follow him or I do it wrong and, and I go to the right and I'm not supposed to go to the right. And he just keeps coming and he keeps giving me everything that I need in order to find him and to live a life that's so free and alive. I'm so thankful for the blood of Christ. I'm so thankful that he's faithful and that I don't have to worry about doing it right. Right? Because he's faithful. His leadership, I'm so confident in his leadership that he's got it tattooed on his thigh. And I feel like he comes to me on that white horse every day saying, I got this. It's going to be okay. And we worry so much about that one thing in our life that's not going right. When in fact he's faithful over the 99.9%. And we hyper focus on that one thing. And we let it steal our joy over and over and over. And when I was praying while we were worshiping, I saw you. And I saw what looked like a red ribbon wrapped around you. 
like a, like, a, like a ribbon that was spun around each one of you. I felt like the Lord said that that's my blood. Nothing can take you out of his heart and his hand. He's got you. He's got you. You are surrounded by his blood. No weapon formed against us can prosper. All we have to do is believe. We were riding home from the beach on 13-hour drive. That's fun. <laughs> and the movie Hook was in. And it's, it's Matthew's favorite. And watching him watch Hook is like the, the most joyful experience because he turns into this little boy. And I was so captivated again by just how he was so captivated by the message. And the message of that movie is so incredibly powerful because it's really so simple and we complicate it. We make it all complicated. All we have to do is believe. Because the realm and the kingdom is right here, right now. He is the God of I am, not the God of I was. And so today, he's wrapped you in this ribbon of his blood. And just like it was in Leviticus, yes, I did say Leviticus. <laughs> Wouldn't you like to just skip over that part? I'm going to read the Bible, but not that. Leviticus, okay, in Numbers. <sighs> but just like he said in Leviticus, when Moses was taking the ram, the consecrated ram, and he took the blood of it and he put it on, the, on Aaron's ear, his right ear, right ear, <laughs> on his right thumb, and on his, his right foot, his, right, his toe on his right foot. What was he doing? He was showing us a picture of the blood of Jesus and how it covers us and protects us. That there was a consecrated lamb that gave his blood for us to know that we're safe, that we're protected. It's a blood that not only cleanses, but it's a blood that protects. It's not only going to cleanse us of sin and we can have the confidence in the leadership of the blood and the power of the blood, that it is going to transform us into his likeness. And it's going 
to surround us on the outside and it's going to protect us from every word that is spoken against us. That nothing can have victory over us because Jesus shed his blood and we have now access to this blood. This should make us the most invincible people on the earth. That our boldness, we should be like, as Vince always says, superheroes. Have y'all seen the poster outside, by the way? P.S. I just want to tell you, I'm Storm, okay? And I'm digging that outfit. I was like, oh my God, I've always wanted to wear that outfit, but I never had any place to wear it to. And I have a cape. I have a cape. No cap. <laughs> but the beauty behind that is that think about that. Think about how we're supposed to act because of who we are. I'm invincible. I'm invincible. <laughs> we'll play on words, ladies. Yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. This is such good news. So when we step out, when they stepped out, the interns, and they go to Walmart, or they go to Harry Hines, or they go wherever, what's going on? They are surrounded by a ribbon of his blood. The inside of them, why are they, why do people see an aura why did, why did the woman in, in, in Florida say to John, he just met her, pizza place. Hey, she said, are you religious? Why? Because she saw something on him. It was a, it was a, it was a glow. It was a, it was a knowing that these people are sons of God. And the boldness that we should have because we know nothing can come near us. Glory. Why? Because all you have to do, here's the secret. Do you want to know the secret? Yeah. Yeah. All you have to do is believe. Wow. We're not used to it being that easy. Because we want to work for it, don't we? And the disciples said, what, did, what, what was it they said? What are the works of God that we must work? Work, 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 work. I gotta get my way to God. I gotta get my way. I've gotta achieve. I've gotta work. I've gotta punt. I've gotta blah, 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 blah. And he said, here are the works that you must do. You must believe. Remember Hook? When the, all the kids were at the table and they were eating? And he had let his mind get into unbelief. All he could think about were the cares of the day, the, law, the lawsuits that he was working on. He was a professional. He had a calendar. He had a day timer. He had things to do, places to go, people to see. It goes on and on and on. And here he was with all these kids and they're eating this invisible food. And he didn't get it. He think this is insanity. 
But he didn't say to us, all right, I want you to go do the possible. Because I do the possible every day. John and I, I mean, all of us have gifts and talents, and we can do the possible, right? We can get it done, especially in America. Come on. We are so busy. I can do several things at one time, right? Like spinning plates. Okay, I can talk to you while I'm reading my email, while I'm listening to a voicemail. Da -da 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 -da, and we, we can get it done, can't we? But he said, I've called you to the impossible, to function in the impossible. And because of my blood, I've now shed my blood so that you can appropriate and tap into the impossible realm. I have a saying around here. I live in the world of the insane. This is insanity. And if the goal of your life does not involve some form of insanity, it's not God. And I go around saying to Anne-Marie, I'm either wrong or I'm insane. I'm not sure either one of those are a good choice, but because I live in the realm of the insane. All of the promises over your life is impossible for you to achieve. You have to believe. And, it, and you cannot be moved out of that place. Because I'm telling you, everybody I know in my life said to me, it can't be done. Every person that was supposed to help me told me it couldn't be done. Because I was not qualified to do it. Because I was not smart enough to see it happen. All the way from the people in my family, my parents, who said, you are, in, you are insane. Your brother is the smart one. Your sister is the pretty one. But you are nothing more than a glorified housewife. That's what they told me. I said, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. The pastors in my life, a lot of pastors in my life that said the things that you're saying are, are not going to happen because you are too immature to see those things, for those things to come to pass with you. And I said, no. You're, you're, I may be immature, or I may not be pretty, or I may not be smart enough, or I may not be whatever, but God... But God spoke it over my life. So I know, right. I know, and, and, the, and all of you have been through this. All of the naysayers, all of the people that said, what are your qualifications? Who do you think you are? Why do you think that you're the one that God has chosen? What is the word of God over your life? It will be impossible for you to achieve. But if we believe and we stay in that place of believing, then God will see it through. Because the word of God will go and it will achieve what he set it out to achieve. You know, <clears throat> the blood has covered us and it's protected us and it not only protects us, but it protects our things as well. I want to tell you a story. Can I share a story with you? Recently, while we were on our trip, 
we were at a restaurant and my cell phone, we got up to leave and, and my cell phone is gone. So, so we're in the car and John, and we'd been away from the table for maybe, I don't know, five minutes, if even that. John goes back to the table and he's like, it's not there. So I said, well, I'm going to call it and just listen for it because it's somewhere in the restaurant. So we go around and we ask everybody. Then Anne-Marie goes back in and then I go back in. And the people that were sitting at the table were starting to get a little offended because they thought, we thought they stole my phone, but that's not what we thought. We just thought, it can't be missing. It's got to be there somewhere. I had it. I was talking. I was taking pictures with it. I took pictures of these oysters that were just fabulous, big and plump. And, anyway, so um, we're driving home, and I thought to myself, this is so weird that... that I would lose my phone because it's impossible for me to lose my things because God takes care of me. And so it, it, felt, it felt wrong in every way. And so I thought, it, that can't be right because I know that kind of stuff doesn't happen because I'm, I'm covered by the blood. And so I have a belief system that, that determines how my life will be lived. So I said, well, in the name of Jesus, I just call that phone back. And I mean, Anne-Marie had a tracer on that phone. She was going in. She was like, beep, 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 beep. She had satellites and Russian satellites, and they were all looking for my phone. And I was like, wow, my phone just moved. Well, this thing doesn't work. <laughs> so the next day, of course, we get a call, and they're like, we found your phone. Of course they found my phone. Because it's impossible. Can't, it's not going to happen because the enemy cannot steal from me because I know who I am. And so it's a belief system. Okay, I have another one. Can, can, can y'all bear with me for a second? I have another one. All right. So I'm talking about the blood that surrounds us, the blood that has been put on us on the outside and on the inside. And so I've had to appropriate that. I've had to believe, and by believing is me appropriating the blood of Jesus. So I'm, I'm out and I'm witnessing in really the poorest area in Dallas. And, um, and we're going house to house and we're talking to the people and we're prophesying over them and laying hands on them and healing the sick and saving and it's whole, it's just tremendous. So we're, we're on like two city blocks and, and they're so poor that they can't afford lawnmowers and so every yard, the grass is like yay high so you're kind of getting through the grass and, and a lot of them are just, they don't work and so they're sitting on their porches and we go up and we're talking to them or whatever. So as I began to walk through the neighborhood, I thought it would be a good idea to take my my um, diamond off and uh, put it in my pocket and so I did and um, so we're going around and we go through this whole city block and we're talking to all these different people drug addicts and prostitutes and I mean okay you get the picture so I'm on my way back home and I had left there it'd been about five minutes since I left I'm driving away and I hear the Holy Spirit say your ring is not in your pocket and I thought, oh, that couldn't be God. So I keep driving. And again, I hear, your ring is not in your pocket. And I thought, well, I'm just going to check. So I stick my hand in my pocket, and I'm like, oh, my God, my ring, my ring. 
my ring is not in my pocket. And I start, I start going around my car. I'm looking everywhere. I, mean, I almost had a wreck. I pull the car over. I call, first thing I did is I called John. And I said, John, this is what's going on. I want you to agree with me in prayer that my ring's coming back to me. And so we both began to pray. I prayed in tongues the whole way back. Now, <clears throat> I go back over there, and, um, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, this is not possible for me to lose my ring. That ring has to come back to me. Well, first of all, I'll never going to know one like it. Not that I won't ever. I rebuke that, Lord. But anyway, <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> uh, spoken like a true husband. Um, and uh, so I'm just so distraught. I'm so distraught. And I begin to walk along the street, and I'm looking. I mean, forget it. Forget it if it fell on the lawn, if it fell in the yard. I'm down there, and I'm looking through this grass that has not been mowed in like 10 years, you know? And I'm like, why the clover? <laughs> so the little, this little kid with a big teddy bear about this big was following me around, and he goes, hey, you're back. What are you doing? And I said, well, I, I lost my wedding ring. Would you help me find it? And he was like, sure. So he follows me around with his big teddy bear. And so I'm going around and I'm praying in tongues. I'm like, it's impossible for me to lose that ring. I call it back in the name of Jesus. And I got into the end of the block, no ring. And I said, God, I know that you do, you want me to have this ring. You do not want the enemy to take this ring from me. And I look down and the ring is right in front of me. I'm telling you, God cares about our stuff. All right, one more and then we'll wrap it up. So God cares about the outside, but he also cares about the inside. So recently I had some, I was, I was uh, prophesying about the words that we speak and how we have to be so very careful about the words that we speak. And my jaw, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, starts locking up. <clears throat> well, those of you that know me know I like to talk. <laughs> and it was so incredibly painful. And the thing I like second in life is eating. So moving my jaw is like critical for me to have any kind of life. Um, so I would be in the middle of, of eating, and mostly around dinner time, and my jaw would lock up, and I couldn't even move my mouth. And it was so incredibly painful, and there's the food, and I was trying to work it into a closed mouth, and it just was not working. And so I go to a doctor, and he said, you have TMJ. And I said, oh, that's impossible. I don't have TMJ. And it's impossible because it, it, doesn't, it doesn't fit with my belief system that there would be something wrong with me. How, that it's impossible. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, it feels like a foreigner or some lie just entered in. You know, when they say that stuff. And so I just thought, I don't have TMJ. And so I'm telling the doctor that. And he's like, wow, you're arguing with me. <laughs> and so then I went to the dentist because Samuel needed braces. And he took a look at my, I said, listen, there's something going on here. And I knew it wasn't TMJ. So the dentist looked at it and he said, it's TMJ. And I said, it's not TMJ. It's not. <laughs> so I just began to pray. I was like, demon, get 
out of my jaw. In Jesus' name, you have no right and no authority to be in my jaw. So within a couple of days, it was gone. And I mean, this had gone on until I finally got serious about it and said, wait a minute, this just doesn't fit with what I believe. And so whatever you believe will give you access. It is the bridge to the impossible. What do we believe? Right? Right. <laughs> what you believe is the bridge that will get you to the impossible. Yeah. Right? right? All right. Who wants to live a life of the possible? Raise your hand. No. <laughs> Who wants to live a life of the impossible? So here's what we're going to do. Kat's going to come up and play, and I'm going to pray in the name of Jesus. All right. Here's what I feel like the Lord told me um, that he wants to do tonight. A lot of us have forgotten and we've given up on the hopes and the dreams and the words that have been spoken over our lives. And we've really gotten into the place of of unbelief because it just seems like we've waited so long you know waiting on Jesus how many of you have been waiting on Jesus hmm? come on waiting on Jesus right well here's the good news Jesus is waiting on you so I want to show you this because it's a mustard seed and um he said, if you will have the faith, I'm going to have to lick my finger to get one. If you will have the faith, how many of you can see that? Okay, Vince can. If you'll have the faith like this, the size of sand, if you will have the faith like this, then you're going to move mountains. He said, if you have faith like this this is not that much faith it's just a little bit if you will believe then you can move mountains if you will believe then the demons cannot find a home in you if you will believe your stuff will be protected. <laughs> if you will believe, you will walk in health and wholeness. If you believe, you can save the nation. Dallas is going to be saved. 